What does GOP stand for? Get her done. (laughs) 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 Okay, that's the intro. Dunstan finale. It's going to be a little looser <laughs> than some of the other episodes. We're going to sort of try to sum up our thoughts here and, and, and look at some extended universe ideas, like really digging into this movie and just kind of analyzing the whole thing. Whereas before we've been looking at it in 10-minute increments, now we're going to step back and look at the whole piece from a distance. Take the whole thing in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Edging on Dunstan, a podcast where three certified Dunstan dunces analyze a cinematic masterpiece in 10-minute increments. Now that we finished our first movie, Dunstan checks in. It's time for us to do our finale special, where we really start to dig into this movie, taking a look at the movie overall, some of the expanded universe ideas, and just kind of giving our actual general thoughts in one final goof fest. My intro, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, use, I'll use both of them. It's okay. No, no. That's I'll, okay. I'll get rid of Drew's. Drew's got a, had a power trip this whole time. It's time to overthrow that I think we should. <laughs> I think we should keep things democratic and we trade off the intro every season. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a certified the expert. Cut yeah. that Okay. Okay. We'll just say Sam is a big, uh, big historian on the next... Film that we'll be doing. Adam's got the list, so I, I think he should format. serve as our All right, so commentary. It's, it's a nice little, uh, little uh, icebreaker. Let's talk about our favorite parts from this movie. What are some things that we liked? Could we introduce ourselves first? I thought we already did that. No. Oh, okay. I'm Drew. I'm still Sam. I'm Adam for now. And I'm Adam. Wait. And I'm also Adam. <laughs> oh, is that a cryptic clue? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There are multiple Adams. Oh. Welcome oh. to Etching on Adam. <laughs> yes, Daddy. I'm Adam. I'm Adam. I'm the real Adam. <laughs> I'm also Adam. And I'm, I'm the real Adam. <laughs> I'm Doug Dimadome, owner of the Dimdale Dim 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 Doom. I I am Chris and Weston. She would be on the podcast if we asked her to, maybe. You never know. We might get Christine Weston Chandler on the podcast. Oh, man. Just gotta ask her. So, Adam, what are those categories? Can you imagine? Riley was shit a brick. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We'll do a special episode of the podcast uh, coming up soon. We're going to get Christine Weston Chandler and... (laughs) In one room together for the first time. A real meeting of the minds. (laughs) The end of the world. Like the keymaster and the gatekeeper from Ghostbusters. If they're ever in the same room, that's just the genesis of disaster for humanity. Oh, oh my god. Their resonant frequencies would vibrate in tune and the world would be split in twain. Do people really know who is? No. Okay. And no, that's we'll, a good thing. We'll keep that as a little surprise to you. That's for us to know and, and you to Google. I genuinely bleep his name. I don't want to give yeah. him any more credit than okay. he has. I will just uh, take our word for it. He's a bad man. He's a local, so we don't want to get his name out there. He doesn't you'll deserve find it. us, and we don't want people coming to Sam's house for fornication. Yeah, he'd probably kill me. I own a co- signed copy of his book. 
Which, by the way, if you become a Diamond-level Patreon sub- supporter, uh, you get access to Sam's secret Eyes Wide Shut sex cult. <laughs> That's right, baby. You're in. <laughs> Son, what's that? All that's required for membership is a, is a clean STD test. All you need is a warm place for Sam to come. <laughs> Even lukewarm. <laughs> I ain't picky. <laughs> My goodness. How much of this episode is going to remain in? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> so far, I think we're at like one minute. We've got about a minute and 15 seconds. We've got about 15 seconds of podcast so far. <laughs> This is gonna be like this is this is the stuff that's gonna become our Patreon bonuses. <laughs> so Adam, what's our first category? I, I think our first category is is for each of us to talk about one thing that we liked from this movie, just to break the ice. Okay, let's go around the table. Sam, you start first. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just take the easy one. Uh, Dunstan's performance is genuinely fantastic. Like Sam is one of the best animal actors I've ever seen. Is is so good in this movie. Like brings so much character and, and life to it. Genuinely fantastic actor. Yeah, it's great, great stuff. And uh, what what in, in uh, particular did you like most about it? What what really drew you in to feel for the character? <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Sam actually on uh, Rosetta Stone has been learning the language of the Dunstans, just like Buck Lafarge and Sammy the Orangutan. It's it's very uh, th- there's a lot of like minute intricacies to it that you might not pick up on. This son of a bitch clocked down thirty dollars a month to learn how to speak that. Uh, he donated to Buck Lafarge's fan page at fuck Lafarge. <laughs> but now I finally understand that one episode of SpongeBob where he goes to the Upside Down. Oh yeah, they're just all <laughs> speaking Dunstan. Yeah. Which came first, Dunstan? No, Spun- Dunstan definitely. Dunstan definitely. I don't know. SpongeBob started like mid '90s, and that was the first season. Yeah, SpongeBob started in '97, I think. Did it really? I don't know. We'll, we'll get to figure it out. We'll, we'll cut another, get another thing getting cut. Do Do I get to say what I like? It's your turn now. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's your turn. turn to speak. Yes. Here, we're, we're, I'm going to pass Drew the totem that says he's allowed to talk now. It's just got a big. It's just a big monkey dick. It's a big monkey dick. It's, it's been like encased in uh, amber. Like amber. <laughs> Not some fun ADR me kicking the table. You remember in Jurassic Park when the guy just got his staff with a monkey dick trapped in amber? <laughs> Spread no expense. Spread no expense. This monkey's cock is enormous. <laughs> I can brush my teeth with it, and I have. You sound like Nigel Thornberry. I am. I can't tell if this podcast is getting more absurd if it goes on or if it's just in my head. Oh my, my favorite oh. part of this movie, unironically, I really do love the setting. The Majestic, mm. it it just has a, a je ne sais quoi sort of charm about it. Like the way that everything is just polished to perfection, the nice decor, the... The staff's uniforms. There's just something about it that feels so cozy and upscale. And yeah, even when I was a kid, I, I just I really wanted to visit this place. It, it it looks fantastical but realistic. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be a kid running around that hotel. Be so much, like running around the vents, just like all the like little places you can find. I'd love to be a teen masturbating into those vents. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna go there on purpose, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> and I guess it comes back to me. I'm gonna talk about my favorite thing. And I honestly think my favorite part of this movie was uh, 
Have Fun Go Mad by Blair. Yeah. That's yeah. a great song. Mm, that song makes both of my nuts just pulsate and ambulate. It makes both of my dicks stand up. <laughs> oh, it gets me in the mood to get my sex call fired back up. <laughs> it gets me in the mood to just have fun living in the city. It makes me want to have sex with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that is something we can all relate to. Oh, no here has not had sex with a woman before. It is glorious. <laughs> uh, this is brought to you by the Republican Party. Oh, yes. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, Ronald Reagan is sponsored. That, that's, the, that's the crazy part. We had to throw you off the first few episodes. Let's get into our first official topic. We're going to talk about the best and worst characters uh, in this movie. I guess I'll start this time. Um, I think my favorite character... Well, I'll start with my serious two first. My serious two, I think the best character is obviously Sammy the Orangutan. Hmm. And uh, not serious, I think the best character is Lionel Spaulding. Oh, he's just a goddamn delight. That's, he's a lot of fun. Poorly mm-hmm. written character, but so much fun to watch. His arc was fan- like uh, I, I wasn't convinced until the end. If you that have, really makes it all worth it. <laughs> if you have schadenfreude tendencies, Lionel Spalding will do it for you. Poor uh, he's the whipping boy of the film. I'm, I'm still blown by how good of a gag that is the very end. Yes. Because I never saw that coming. It, it genuinely is a good plot twist. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I think the worst care obviously, in all seriousness, the worst characters are Mrs. Dubrow and Mrs. Delacroce. Mrs. Dubrow, hmm. obviously, because she's her acting skills are not good. <laughs> she, I think, the the woman who actually won a Razzie for the film. <laughs> just so we're a hundred percent correct on this. I know we said earlier it was Jason Alexander. Not the case. That's not the case at all. I, I I don't know if this is because I'm bad at remembering character names, but I mean I I could barely distinguish them through the entire movie. Like they're they're they uh, they, yeah they don't they're not very distinct. Like they're not they're, they're both they're like fifty year old blonde fancy women. And they're, they're yeah they're not written to be distinct enough. They just kind of are the same ish character. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought they were the same character. Yeah, that confused me the whole way through. I I had a hard time picking them. This apart. is why we need more diversity in film. Mm. Consuelo should have been. Mrs. Delacroce. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my favorite character is actually Rutledge. Uh, I know his backstory was not well explained at all, but he is just such a, a goofy idiot the entire way through the movie. I genuinely enjoyed it so much. Are we taking the shirts off for this podcast? Yeah. yeah. This is our thing. Okay, you guys, this is, this is where you, you're glad it's an audio podcast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like the, uh, the whole damn way through... Rutledge is just fantastic, you know? Like, he's a really enjoyable character. I don't know. Why, why, why did we do this? I don't know. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's, a video, it's an audio medium. I thought they that's can't why see that we took our shirts off. I thought that's why it's funny. Imagine if you were listening to my brother and my brother and me, and you just didn't know that they had their shirts off. And they just off. started laughing out nothing. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. You were saying about Lord Rutledge. Right, so let's, let's see. Great, po- great podcast tropes. Step one: visual gags. Check. <laughs> Step two: referencing other podcasts. Check. Step three: funny hats. Yes. <laughs> funny hats. We're just all wearing oversized cowboy hats. Step Step three: talk about something incredibly local that no one else would get. <laughs> Step four: use a lot of bl- of uh, censoring and heavy editing. So 
All the good jokes are left on the editing room floor. Step five, accidentally leave enough breadcrumbs that the fans can triangulate where we live. <laughs> Step six, commit ritualistic suicide. Step seven, induct in my sex call. <laughs> Step eight, profit. Step nine, repeat. <laughs> I, I don't even remember where I was talking about anymore. You were talking about Lord I was mid-sentence and Adam started taking his shirt off. Lord Rutledge. <laughs> Oh, Lord, yes. Rutledge. Lord Rutledge. I, I really enjoyed his accent, and he had some really fantastic burns, like the, the champagne line. Ooh. So good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm mainly saying this, also, I do want to uh, pick a character that's not Sammy the orangutan. I'm trying to be different. Also, Lord Rutledge has probably the only two actually funny lines in the movie, so that's admirable. Yeah. Oh, what was the first one? Oh, yeah, the sports coach. <laughs> He's a sports coach. Oh! <laughs> That line is worth the entire runtime. You can't beat the sport coats. He's been told there rather loud. <laughs> Least favorite character, uh, we have a controversial pick here and say Brian, because he doesn't really add anything to the movie. Ugh, he's still mine. You can pretty much take Brian out of the movie and it's the same movie. He doesn't yeah. do anything. All he's he just, he's just horny. Yeah, he's yeah. just sex appeal. That's <laughs> one handsome child. <laughs> Even if he does have Marilyn Manson hair. Oh. Wait, I'm sorry, not Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson. <laughs> Damn it. I'm supposed to be the intellectual of the group. Now you're just a, oh. you're you're, you're, so. under my, you're under my boot. You're just scum, you're vermin, you're dog shit. I scrape on the sidewalk. Yeah, I pick you out of my shoe with a stick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so Drew. What? <laughs> Who are your favorite characters and least favorite characters? Okay, Brian was definitely at the top of the running for my least favorite characters, but I think I've got uh, a couple good ones. My favorite character is Lafuck Barge. Mm. He is just electrifying. Paul Rubens, famed for his acting abilities, on full display here. In all seriousness, though, there's just something so charming about this man who is so dedicated to his hatred of orangutans <laughs> that he carries around a book of all the orangutans that he's killed or captured in his life. And uh, my least favorite character. With a tail. With a tail. <laughs> a tail. Like a Volkswagen with a tail. He hasn't, he hasn't sat on the john since 1967, everyone. <laughs> he poops standing. <laughs> Think about the logistics of that. I bet he's got a gun, like, pointed down into the bowl while he's taking a shit. <laughs> he just stands on... He just, like, stands spread eagle over the toilet. <laughs> he's worried an orangutan's gonna reach up and just grab his prostate while he's taking a dome. He went He went to Lowe's. <laughs> he, he goes into Lowe's every year and goes... You guys have those Japanese-style toilets yet? The kind of turtles can't crawl up. <laughs> <laughs> yet. I, I sent a letter to the main office. Well, supposing I'm looking for a, a gate to, to filter the fecal, but prevent any orangutan arms from reaching up and grabbing my prostate. <laughs> what, what would you suggest? What would make a great gate? And then the Lowe's employee rips off their face and it's a Dunstan. <laughs> and tears them up like Night of the Living Dead style. Oh, okay. Piece by piece. Alright, so who are your least favorite characters? My least favorite character is the security director. Oh man, yeah, he Exactly. <laughs> he has like three lines in the movie. Is that the guy picking on poor Artie? No, that's not the guy picking on poor Artie. He's the one who's like in the, oh, the room. Oh, the black fellow. Yeah, the black fellow. The black fellow. 
Yeah. The only, he's the only black fella in the movie. I gotta be honest, Jeff, I find that kind of unfair. It's like saying my least favorite character in Star Wars is that one droid that's in the background. I have a reason. I have a reason. Shut up. Alright. I'll let you go. Okay. Um, this guy could have stopped the entire movie from happening if he just did his job. When a little boy comes and says that there's a creepy man who checked into the hotel who's luggage is knocking like a human child uh that's instantly a red flag you should probably do your job uh when he's watching the footage of lord rutledge sneaking into mrs Della croce's room he's he's like oh yeah nobody went into the room sigh and then he enables brian for their view voyeurism and again like we were talking about either they're looking at girls who are way too old for brian or they're looking at girls who are way too young for the security director. Either way, there's some statutory in Dunstan. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> Someone getting put away for show. The movie's 90% plot convenience, essentially. Well, I guess most children's movies, but, eh, you know. Is this really a children's movie? I don't think so. No. No, there's no goddamn It's way. the thinking man's film. There's too many bug shots in this movie to be a children's movie. Dude, actually, my favorite character is the cameraman who keeps focusing on women's asses yeah, <laughs> throughout the movie. It's like this and Rupert Everett's asses always on full screen. Yeah. It's like the cameraman for cuties. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh, geez. Oh. That's a dated reference. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I love how that's a, that's a dated reference. This this movie that came out like six months ago, but Dunstan checks in. It's perfectly relevant. Have fun. <laughs> this movie that's mad. as old as I am. <laughs> Have fun living in the city. Do what I do. What's what's our next topic, Adam? Our next uh, dare we to ask. Our next topic for discussion is let's let's come up with an idea an idea for a sequel. A Dunstan two. Dunstan two. Does it have to be a sequel? Are prequels and sequels off the table? Prequels and sequels. I want to try something. I want to try something with this. Okay. Can can let's all workshop this together. Let's work. I want I want to do one idea. That we all add to and, and come up with the perfect Dunstan okay. scene. Are we all okay with that? Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Okay. So I, I really think it's, so it's got to start off obviously in Bali, right? Yes. What, <laughs> what, what is going to be our, our impetus for the plot here? Like, what is going to be Dunstan's our impotence? Dunstan's got to get his swimmers back. <laughs> his swimmer? Oh, his those swimmers. Swim, his little swimmers. I thought you meant like his <laughs> trunks. He famously does wear shorts through the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what, uh, he gets... He's trying to... He's got to fight pirates. That's that's the, the antagonist. I think I'm fully in favor of this. You know what? Yeah, I think we could make it work. Are we, uh, like, Somalian pirates yeah, I, or I, like pig leg pirates? Everyone's least racist. I was thinking I, I was thinking like actual realistic pirates would be pretty funny to put like... <laughs> to, to put these cartoon characters in a very gritty real world of like actual pirates. Like, because you can keep the same atmosphere... I find it very funny to have like slapstick characters and like they all like because the one of the problems with this movie I think is that every there is no straight man. <laughs> every character is a slapstick chuckle fuck. So if we just put them on a Somalian pirate ship. <laughs> oh, and they killed Robert Grant. As an oh my gosh! They literally cut his throat with no, a machete. No, what are you guys talking about? They. We, we know exactly who they would kill. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lionel Spaulding. <laughs> Lionel Spaulding would be beheaded in the first ten minutes of the movie. He's already dead. He had a coconut. This, 
Oh, you're right. He is. The Wait. movie starts at Lionel Spaulding's funeral. <laughs> the, they have to take care of Neil now, and he he's like the secondary, not as good animal companion for the film. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And there's, he's, there, there's a and, rivalry. And, and he takes Dustin the. It's perfect because he he takes the place of Lionel Spaulding, where he constantly is getting yes. <laughs> he's constantly getting hurt. That it's would be Tom perfect. Jerry. Oh, I love the I love this dog abuse movie we've got this, going here. This, everyone, people are gonna love this. This Tor is gonna. Play for years. Toward the end, uh, the pirates send uh, Brian and Kyle aboard to get more cannons for the ship, and they buy like actual antique pirate cannons. And the pirates are like, "No, you dingbat!" But then in the end, with a fight against the the U.S. Coast Guard, uh, they load Neil into the antique pirate cannon and fire him. <laughs> At the U.S. aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt. Wait, why are they fighting the U.S. Air, the U.S. Marines? They fly around. I said the Coast Guard. Coast Guard, okay. They sail around. They got a big ocean, Sam. Sam, the ocean is not as big as you think it is. So this movie is gonna. Small. So Dunstan checks in too. He's gonna end with Dunstan checking in the Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> no, no. The, the Coast Guard rescues because Dunstan, the only. The only clue he has to get his swimmers back, which is the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. Right, about I almost that. forgot. <laughs> that was the central. Inscribed on a, a treasure map in the captain's possession <laughs> is the so map to the to... to the monkey aphrodisiacs. <laughs> it's the monkey caveman supplements. The, the monkey wish dot com <laughs> big cum powder box. But what was that called again? Max load. That's what it was. Oh my gosh, load. If you guys don't know what this, go on the wish.com. <laughs> Look up. I got it. Yes. Uh, once Dunstan gets... Dunstan uh, has a scene in the beginning where he's pouting, and Kyle's like, what's wrong, Dunstan? And Dunstan pantomimes that all his swimmers are dead. And then when they get then they get kidnapped, like the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, where the pirates are just raiding the city, and then take all the main characters aboard the ship. And uh, then they're like, "Arr, why he being a orangutan?" Even though they're Somalian pirates, they still talk with them. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, I, I want to stop you for a second. I've got a very important question for both of you guys. Does this movie take place right after the first one or at present day? Immediately, Immediately after. after. <laughs> okay. Immediately after. Okay. And and while uh, Dunstan and uh, the crew are being captured. Uh, Kyle says to the captain, You gotta let us go! Dunstan needs to get his sperm back! <laughs> and then the captain is really touched because he too is quite sterile. And so they <laughs> sail to Los Angeles to try and find a fertility clinic. Yeah, my, my sperm count be rather low in <laughs> Let's all get a, a surgery to fix our sperm counts. Yeah! And then they, that's why they fight the U.S. Coast Guard at the, at the end. He dresses the crew. All right, eat me hearties. We're, we're on a perilous voyage to find me spunk. <laughs> yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Yo ho, yo ho. And that's Dunstan Jackson, too. We're yo ho ho in a bottle of cum. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's the subtitle. <laughs> yo ho ho in a bottle of cum. It's perfect. It, it, it explains every aspect of the movie. I love it, Drew. <laughs> Yo ho ho and a bottle of cum. What's next? It's more fun than a bottle of orangutan semen. How, how does this end? All, all the pirates are killed by the Navy. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dunstan, Brian, and Kyle lamenting over the death of their father. They bring his body back to be buried. 
and they have a funeral for him. Did Robert Grant die? Dude, yeah, you killed him. <laughs> you killed him. I killed him? You killed him in the first five minutes of the movie, We Drew. said Lionel Spaulding gets yeah, killed. I did funeral. after you said... <laughs> yeah, Robert Grant got beheaded as an example. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got Lionel Spaulding got hit with the coconut at the end of the first one. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It starts at his funeral. So Dunstan Damn gets it. his sperm back. By the way, I want to... How Dunstan got his sperm back. <laughs> I just want to add one more detail to this movie. Which is at the very beginning when they're at Lionel Spaulding's funeral. It's an open casket and he has like a Looney Tunes giant lump on the top of his head. <laughs> they can't close it. I got, I got you one better. I got you one better. Yeah. Like his head is divot in and the coconut is like <laughs> stuck in there. And he's got like a, he's got like a, the, the most like terrified expression on his face and they walk up. <laughs> Ryan says, he looks so peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> the funeral director standing by smoking a cigarette. He's like, I did what I could. <laughs> oh my goodness. He died the way he lived in constant agony. I tried a bicycle pump to pump a coconut out, but to all avail. Oh I'm coming to the terrifying realization that we could just do a Dun- Dunstan Checks In podcast No, we could please. just keep writing new Dunstan checks and Please. <laughs> the extended <laughs> universe. I think we could, and that's the worst that's thing. That's the saddest part. A sci-fi Dunstan we could do. If we don't move on to the next question, we'll, oh, be, yeah. we'll be trapped. Oh, we this is it's like Apollo 13, where we gotta use the moon's gravity to slingshot us back to Earth. Adam, you need to slingshot us. All right. To the let's, next question. Let's... Lest we be lost in space. Our, nec- our next topic for discussion is let's cast a remake for Dunstan Checks In. We'll, we're throwing out the entire cast. We're starting fresh with new faces. Jerry Seinfeld is Robert Grant. All right. A good lateral choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld is Dunstan. <laughs> no, no. Dunstan, Dunstan's got to be a very... we got to pick a really good actor for Dunstan. Oh. <sighs> hmm. Ronald What's Reagan. Potter's name? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe is the excellent Dunstan. Dunstan. After his performance in Swiss Army Man, I am convinced <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe can do any role. He can do. He can do anything. <sighs> Willem Dafoe is Lionel Spaulding. Oh, that's that, that's a great choice. No, we gotta no Willem Dafoe is Buck Lafarge. Yes. yes, perfect, yes. perfect, absolutely perfect. Willem Dafoe. I'll is find that monkey. Cast you, Dunstan man. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? Are you out? <laughs> Who's gonna play uh, Mrs. Sure Dubrow? Mrs. Dubrow. I don't know. Let's get some eye candy. How about like Sarah Silverman? <laughs> this hotel is five stars, like my vagina. <laughs> it's weird being a Jewish woman, because I have a vagina. Rutledge is going to be a hard choice. Sarah Silverman. <laughs> She's going to do a Michael Richards. <laughs> if we're going to keep on this... Don't say you fucking... <laughs> Oh no, okay, not Michael Richards. Oh, shit. Might be a little too volatile. Yeah. That's one word for it. Notoriously hard actor to work with. Notorious B.I.G. Hey, if you want to be on the podcast, by the way, Michael Richards, just hit us up. Yeah, we're honored. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, we can go, like, a totally different direction and have, like, Jack Black. (laughs) No. No. Uh, John Hamm. Maybe. I don't think he could go. Ironically, I don't think he could ham it up enough. Jim Brian Carrey. Cranston. Or Jim Carrey doing a Brian Cranston impression. 
Or Brian Cranston doing a Jim Carrey impression. Either of these would Jim be wonderful. Jim Carrey doing an impression of Brian Cranston doing an impression of Jim Carrey. <laughs> hey, did you... <laughs> did you know that one? They were shooting the Grinch. Jim Carrey was so in character. The whole time that when they were interviewing him about the movie, they had to have him... Or no, no. Oh, I'm thinking of something totally different. Oh... The, he played Andy Kaufman, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The... Someone was interviewed, like a, 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 a journalist was interviewing him about him playing the role, and he was taking so seriously, like living in the role, that he did the interview as, as Andy, Andy Kaufman Kauf doing an impression of, <laughs> of oh, himself. I got one worse for you. Yeah. Like, his, Andy Kaufman's still living daughter yeah. called up Jim Carrey, pretending to be Andy Kaufman, to try and convince her that he was at peace. Oh. A grieving relative. He <laughs> ooh. He embodied the spirit. If that's not that big, big-headed Hollywood, uh, I think I've got one better for you. Uh, we split the role of Lord Rutledge in between two characters: the circus man and the nobleman, and they are played by the nobleman is Brian Cranston, and the circus man is uh, Aaron Paul. So that way, we really can't have <laughs> Mister White. The monkey's loose. <laughs> Jesse, get the monkey back. <laughs> Mr. White. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get that monkey, bitch. <laughs> Come here, monkey, monkey, monkey. The, the easiest way to do Jesse Pinkman impressions is to just add bitch at the end of it. That does it. And act like you have nowhere to be all day, so you just really roll with it. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, Mr. White. Bitch. That was a that was a very good Jewish Jesse <laughs> Shalom, Mr. Oy, Shalom, Mr. White. Oy vey, Mr. White. <laughs> Oy vey, Mr. White. Oy vey, bitch. <laughs> There's an orangutan on the loose. Mel get Mel uh, Mel Brooks plays Dunstan. <laughs> Mel Gibson plays Dunstan. <laughs> Bill Gibson throws anti-star <laughs> remarks at Dunstan. That's the whole movie. That's it. He's credited for doing it, too. <laughs> you know what I just realized? We haven't casted either of the main brothers. Uh, Who? Who cares? Who cares? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Then go on the next one. <laughs> Alright. Now I think it's time for some viewer questions. Really? Drew has some oh. questions that we've been asked to answer. Alright. A viewer named Emma has brought to us... Uh, this question, what is the fate of P Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, no, that's a good question. That's a very... The last time we see him, he's in Dunstan's loving embrace. He's in Dunstan's care, and after that, anything after that, it's Dunstan's fault what happens to him. You know, so... I think we have to imagine that he's been passed down to Dunstan's child, like a beautiful me memento. Oh, my gosh. They, that's how they uh, get used to uh, being around humans, just... The scent of the human that's infused with the Spider-Man. That's su that's surprisingly sweet for how gross it is. <laughs> See, we can, we turned that shit around and made it a beautiful, touching moment. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, America. The next viewer question comes to us from Olivia, which is, what was each of our lowest point of this film? I can speak for myself Ooh, where I think there was a literal part where after it happened, I had a minor panic attack thinking, oh God, I have to film a podcast about every 10 minutes of this movie. And you know what that was for me? Was it after the first episode? No. 
That was uh, immediately following uh, Lord Rutledge opening up Dunstan and Dunstan being revealed. <laughs> so what is that, episode two? Episode two, yes, not episode one. For me, I want to say it was episode five, maybe? There, there was the one episode where nothing happened. That's, yeah. that's, that's the one I'm thinking. I think either four or five. That was the one with the that's elevator five. shaft and the nonsense. Yeah, because yeah. we were watching the episode. I think I only had like three things written down out of the entire ten minutes to talk about. We pulled it out, though. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> Did we? salvaged it for the most part. That was a rough one. Yeah. You can only get so far with uh, with rapist wit that we have. The what? The what? The, the, the rapist wit? The rapier wit? The rape... Dunstan got uh, raped at him. Woof. Good thing we don't record this live, baby. Yeah, that would have been... Hey, hey, uh... What, what, Racist, sexist, oh, KKK, Adam. That reminds me. Drew had a really great joke on the way here. We're talking about being canceled before we even got started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would you like to tell the joke? Uh, Adam said, It'd be crazy to be canceled before you got started. And I say, yeah, they call that being aborted. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I kind of want to leave that in. Yeet. That's pretty funny. Jesus. Alright. Um, I, I, I have to agree with Sam. The lowest point was whichever episode was the little elevator shaft. That really yeah. was the low that, point that of the movie. horrible. Absolute garbage. I mean, if you're watching the movie through, it really probably wouldn't even register. No, you wouldn't notice it. But when but, you're doing ten minute chunks... When that's all you get for the day. <laughs> that's, it's like, like being oh. in prison and they give you a half portion of slop. It's like being in prison. You ask for your last. Me- you ask for like lobster for your last meal, and they walk back in okay. with a Long John Silver's lobster, like lobster oh. roll. And it's like, oh. <laughs> you're like, I got what I asked for, but doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. And that's all for reviewer questions. If you would like to be future- featured on a section like this, please send us an email. Email us at. Uh, and I'll, I'll record that later, and I'll try to make sure my voice is completely different. Because if, if, if you don't have the email registered yet, we might as well make it as bad as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Back to you, brother. Yeah, we got next. All right. What's next on the agenda? We are halfway through this finale episode. And oh. it's already as long as all the other ones have been. <laughs> it might be a two-parter. We just got through our viewer questions, so now let's talk about the political leanings of this film. Yes. The Edging on Boys. We have no political affiliations, but we can't say this. <laughs> One of us has heavier political affiliations. <laughs> have you listened to this podcast? <laughs> we try to keep it fair and balanced, like Fox News. <laughs> Again, <laughs> you're just proving my point. <laughs> but uh, what are some instances where we can kind of figure out the political leanings of Dunstan. Dunstan breaks the shackles, uh, freeing himself from his oppressive master. I think there's some political leanings, like, I think it was Olivia when we had her on for a hot minute. When we had her on, she was talking about how it's a pioneer for women's rights when they showed a woman being sexual, being a sexual being. Yeah. I thought that was a very yeah. liberal... Just really enjoying the monkey... Really enjoying being spanked by a monkey. Yeah, yeah. So far, I think we're, uh, in a solid, uh, Lower left hand of the political yeah. compass. There's one character that skews it, though. Skews it far more, uh... Buck Lafarge? Buck Lafarge is a registered libertarian. He is a registered <laughs> libertarian. He thinks she should be able to me- eat monkey meat. He thinks that the votes were hacked. 
<laughs> by orangutans in the sewers. He thinks that if he wants to kill a monkey, he should be allowed. He Damn saw a, a turtle one time with a box of... With a box with a of, box of missing flushed away missing ballot. Mrs. Dubrow also is put in a pretty negative light, and I'm wondering if that's because she's the 1% or because she's a woman, because that could really sway. <laughs> I can't decide if this movie I hate her because she's rich or a woman. Exactly. <laughs> it must be the woman, because they portray her husband, who... Oh, yeah. yeah. In such a great light. Yeah, good point. He's a straight, white, rich man. All right, so we're leaning a little we're more still, right. We're still, I think, we're still, uh, <laughs> still anyone's game. I think we're central, but still at the bottom. We're, we're not quite Ben yeah. Shapiro, and we're not quite Piers Morgan. I think overall, this movie leans like a little dip right, I would, I would have to say. It, 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 it's not super strong in any one direction. Like, for example, our next movie, which is <laughs> the most libertarian <laughs> film ever made. Oh, <laughs> Oh my goodness. But this movie is uh, pretty uh, open about gun culture. <laughs> yes. You should be able to aim your gun at a, a six-year-old who enters the room. And it does support the veterans of the orangutan wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Offers the, monkey mer- merkins. The, the, sewer, the sewer campaigns. Yes, yes. The monkey we forget. I think we're in a comfortable libertarian range. Yeah, I think lib right. Yeah. Although, they do portray a gay man in a very stereotypical, glitzy fashion. Who? Rutledge. But they also portray him as possibly lusting after little boys. Oh, yeah, that's troubling. I think we're pretty comfortable in Lib Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. All right, well, now we've alienated every political (laughs) political party. Maybe we should cut that section. (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see time will tell alright I think we've got it narrowed down what are we thinking Libright yeah I think Libright alright so that brings us to our next category being how to fix the movie what movie the, the movie the movie what well, one does a lot of movies Dunstan, Dunstan checks it out. That's all you it. had to say. Jesus. That's all you had to say. Jesus, what, right. what am I working with? Now, now, this question, I hate to tell you guys. I know it's a theoretical question, but there is a right answer. Well, let's hear it, Mr. Captain Big Boy. You're going you're gonna to hate this at first. But oh, the I more you think already. about it, all you have to do to make this movie really work is just recast a few characters and make it an episode of Seinfeld. I knew he was going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> I Yeah, I know. But seriously, tell me that if you recast Buck LaFarge as Kramer, <laughs> you put Jerry Seinfeld in there somewhere, Lord knows he's just walking around making quips. This is an episode of Seinfeld. You cannot convince me that this would not be the perfect episode of Seinfeld. The classic episode of Seinfeld where there was an orangutan robbing the hotel they were staying Have at. Have you watched season 9 of Seinfeld, Drew? This is not far off. <laughs> this is completely realistic for an episode of Seinfeld. We're, th- it's the perfect period. Dude. It's, this movie's 1996. This is like season 7 or 8, like when Seinfeld was getting really weird, but nobody noticed because they had been watching Seinfeld for 6 years. <laughs> like, j- just Jerry, the, the movie starts off... With Jerry Seinfeld walking around going, what's the deal with hotels? <laughs> and you go in and it's all this glitz and glamour, but really, you're just 
Stay it in someone else's room. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't that have. That's exactly like the Jerry Seinfeld I, bit. I didn't have time to write a better Jerry Seinfeld bit. I no, that was at, really good. Really, I, I've worked out to a science how to write a Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. You're sleeping where someone else is sleeping just a moment ago. <laughs> they think they give you a mint that makes it all better. Well, I don't know, George. Why don't we just let the monkey live in the hotel? <laughs> Jerry, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Oh dear! I, um, I absolutely hate your idea, Sam. And the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. Yeah, I kind of want to kill you. You know what? Replace. Oh my gosh, it's perfect. This does make the movie better because <gasps> you replace the kids with Jerry and Elaine. Then you don't have the awful children anymore. You get. It's perfect. Just I want you to picture this right now. George is sitting in the office of the hotel. He's just landed this job in the big city. He's somehow, he's, he's lied on his resume again. He's gotten a job at the hotel. <laughs> he's, lied on his resume. <laughs> he's just lied on his resume. Like, he went to the interview and he's like, oh, of course I've managed the hotel before. Uh, what do I look like? I'm, I'm an art vandalay. I, I know how to man manage a hotel. So he's sitting in there and he's sitting in the office and George and Elaine, or, or Jerry and Elaine come in. They're like, George, what have you gotten yourself into? The door slams open. Oh, the monkey in the hotel! <laughs> Big furry monkey! Like, what are you talking about, Kramer? There's a monkey in the hotel, Jerry! I'm telling you! There's a monkey! I saw him running through the vents! We could replace Lionel Spaulding with, uh, Newman. Pretty <laughs> easily. <laughs> I'm right! <laughs> He's well, a I, little bit right. Of course. He's like 2% right. That, See, You're onto something there. I'm not kidding. I could rewrite this whole movie as an episode of Seinfeld. In fact, I might do it now because it works too well. Is this what we've come to? We're just rewriting Dunstan checks in all kinds of different which ways. Are we just going to be slaves to Dunstan? Or are we going to make something of ourselves and push forward? Okay, Adam. Larry let's David, do this. Larry David, call me. Nine. It's area code one, uh, one before that, of course. Give me a call anytime. I'll get back to you. We'll, we'll rewrite this. We'll make the new season of Seinfeld. It's just one episode. It's called did you Dunstan put your Jackson. actual phone number on there? Yeah, I did. I, I hope you edited it out. I might not now. Oh, God. Okay, Adam. I'll, I'll have to get a new there. phone uh, for all two people that try to call me. How would you fix Dunstan? I would, I would, I would fix... like to have an answer for this question. See, <laughs> yeah, I, give I us the wrong answer. In uh, four words. Please. Actually, let's 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 even let's narrow it down a little bit. I can sum it up in three words. Have a point. <laughs> it, 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 oh no, that's pretty good. No plot. There's no moral. Like, there's I, no message. There's no theme. I spent the entire week before we. Uh, it's like it's a movie about nothing. Huh? Okay, he's at five percent now. We're he's at five percent. Okay. There. <laughs> I'm with you on Newman. I'm with you on the the movie about nothing. I'm actually kind of with you about uh, George lying on his resume getting in the hotel and being like, there's a monkey in the hotel. Okay, is it 10%? I do not agree with Kramer. I do not agree with Kramer being Buck Lafarge or the whistleblower. Okay, look, Buck Lafarge is going to be tweaked slightly. It's not going to be exact. They're not going to call him in. He's just going to be trying to find Dunstan on his own because he's the only one that's convinced there was a monkey in the hotel. Damn it, shit, he's right! And it's perfect because who is the person that discovers the monkey? The character that becomes Newman, who is exactly the person who would be attacked by the monkey if it was an episode of Seinfeld. Damn it, he's right, Adam.
I was expecting this to just fizzle out, but now you're really, you're really getting in there. The, the worst part is he was absolutely right. He said you're gonna hate this at first. You're gonna realize I'm right. You just been right from every step of the way. The Damn more it. I thought about it, the more sense it made. I got, Damn I got. Incre- At first, it was just a joke, cause like, ha ha ha, look, it's got, it's got the, it's got George Costanza in it, ha ha. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh no, this works so much better than the movie does right now. I'll say you're not at one hundred percent, cause that would imply that we'd have to replace uh, "Have Fun Go Mad" with uh, the slap bass, and we cannot surrender "Have Fun Go Mad." They have some episodes that end with a different song. It'd have to have some. It'd have to have some meaning in the plot. Like have fun, go back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to fix this movie, just Seinfeld. call it what it is. Seinfeld uh, light. Seinfeld mom. Diet Seinfeld. Maybe Seinfeld mom. season ten episode one, the two hour special. Seinfeld the last episode? Question mark. What about the Seinfeld creepypasta where I put in the DVD of Seinfeld and Seinfeld said, isn't it funny when you die? <laughs> and then flies came out of his mouth and they came out of the television. I, I, want you to, I want you to close your eyes though right now and I want you to picture Jerry Seinfeld. Kramer is, just walked in and yelled at the monkey and Jerry Seinfeld looks at him and says, a monkey? In a hotel? Laugh track, okay. <laughs> Thank you, you, can, you can cut that one out. So funny. And we're at peace. Amen. There, now you guys can feel better about yourself. So I ruined it at the end. Okay, you're back down to ninety percent. <laughs> All right, we got that out of the way. Oh goodness. Let's discuss our actual thoughts. Let's be serious and discuss some like our actual thoughts about the movie. Like the actual filmmaking and stuff. Yeah, everything considered. Let's let's all throw it together, and we'll each go around the table saying things that. Pushed the movie forward, held it back, and then each of us one by one will say what we think this movie deserves out of a 10 score rating. I think this is the the best uh, category for us to discuss because we have with us a filmmaker, a writer, and a, and a zoophile. <laughs> uh, and so, a journalist. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to figure out which one's which because someone's not going to tell what each of us are. Have fun living in the city. Alright, let's start with Drew since he's all talk and all gab right now. Alright, let's do it. Let's do it. Put me in the ring. Put me... Wait, what's the question again? <laughs> I'm serious. Actual thoughts. Oh, actual thoughts. And then give it a an out of ten score rating. How okay. many monkeys out of ten? How many monkeys? Okay. Time's up. I think that... I think that Dunstan checks in. Is a kid's movie... That completely whiffs everything about good storytelling and possibly good filmmaking because they had like three kernels of good ideas and didn't wait for those to germinate. They didn't develop those. And so watching them flounder this tremendously, watching this movie try its hardest to do something with its nothing ideas is absolutely enthralling in a way that I think makes it unique among any other movie I've seen. Out of ten? Four monkeys out of ten. Four monkeys out of ten. Alright. Uh, I feel like this is a movie where... Adam? Sam's turn. 
We're going to sick on our hands. Yeah, I'm just kidding because I was like interrupting you because I hate you. Is this the joke? You know, ha 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 funny. Can we get a laugh track? I feel like this is a movie that the climax. I feel this like this was a movie. Yeah, I feel like this was a movie. I'm just five out of ten. No, I feel I feel like this is a movie where where the where one writing it they. They had the idea for the end first. They knew what they they, they had the idea for scenes. Monkey and sh- monkey in a hotel shenanigans that should have ensued. Yeah, they had the idea for like a few scenes, and then they decided we need to string this together somehow. Uh, don't worry about it. Just put all the scenes together, and it'll work. And that's kind of what it, it, it. The structure is very loose. It kind of just meanders through, but it doesn't meander in a way like. Some you can have a meandering movie that still is 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 is, is, a, is fan, like Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. It, it, it meanders. It just goes all over the place, but it's still like a fantastic movie that you notice new things every time. This is a meandering movie that's like it, it's it's like you went into the forest with Grandma. She's trying to lead you through, but she doesn't remember the trails oh. very well. <laughs> and like you're looking up, and it's getting kind of dark, and you're going, Grandma, <laughs> are you sure this is the way back to the house? She says, Oh yeah, honey, we're almost there. I really find it hard to give this movie a score, though. Sam, can you describe your relationship with your grandmother? My grandmothers have passed. Wow, thanks for digging that up, you asshole. What a fun part of the movie. (laughs) Have fun living in a city. (laughs) Don't do Jackson. Uh, But yeah, uh, I really genuinely find it hard to give this movie a score out of 10. It's like, it's an enigma for me. Bite the bullet. Uh, Shit, I I lean high on this one. I'm going to give it like a 5.5? Ooh, 5.5 months. Right. Just because I'm too embarrassed to give it a 6. <laughs> but yeah, I genuinely had a good time watching this. It's such a... It, 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 as Drew said, it's like a, such a nothing movie, but it's so uniquely nothing that it's it's just it, really entertaining to watch. No move, no other movie is nothing in the same way as Dunstan checks in. Yeah, it, it's nothing, but it's such... It, it, enough, enough is happening that it keeps you invested. I agree with that. And even when even when gags don't land, they the gags either land or they don't land so spectacularly that they land ironically. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing for me that they land ironically. Like they try so hard to make certain things funny that it's funny but they're not funny. Yes. <laughs> this is one of the rare examples I've I've never seen like a bad comedy that I've like enjoyed so much or been so mixed on. Yeah, that's normally a, a bad comedy is just bad. Yeah, no, bad comedies are harder to watch than bad movies in general. You can watch The Room, you can watch Birdemic, and it's funny because it's not supposed to be funny. When you watch something that's trying to be funny and fail, it's really hard to watch. <laughs> so I'm going to meander on over to my thoughts about this movie as a whole. And uh, given that I'm a filmmaker, I was very displeased with the lack of creative shots Driven dialogue, clear character objections, mm-hmm. <laughs> plot lines that made sense. The casting was pretty piss poor. <laughs> there was, uh, I hated all the cutesy little sound effects, like especially in the the climax of the movie where they're having that big fight. I hated yeah. all of those sound. Oh my gosh, it was edited very blandly. There was nothing creative or. That, that excited me in any way. Although, and now that I got all the bad out of the way, it's it's fun. It's, it's just a cute little movie. It's, <laughs> it's, it's harmless. Yeah. 
other than all of the the, the sexual pseudonyms. Other than that, it, it's not for pseudonyms? kids. It's definitely. What did I say? You said pseudonyms. What's that mean? A fake name. What's your oh. sec? Okay, everyone. Uh, <laughs> everyone, stop. Everyone, <laughs> Jerry. Everyone, shut up. Get going on the table. What is your sexual pseudonym? Go, Adam. Muffin. <laughs> True. The drawn out disappointments. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sam? <laughs> Pruny fingers. <laughs> Licky tongue. <laughs> the coolest. <laughs> Good sex. Oh no! I, you know, I'm gonna go with the German version of. Oh, I'm gonna go with the German version of Licky tongue. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But other than uh, my ignorance with words, I found that the movie was alright. I grew up with it. I've seen it so many times. It's nothing special. It's fun to just put on. To just put it on at parties. Put it on parties. Yeah. Show your friends. I I give it a six. I'm I'm I enjoy it. Six it's monkeys. Kind of I give it six monkeys out of ten monkeys. Oh. It's only because it's so confusing. <laughs> so we got. <laughs> It's like forbidden love. I'm not supposed to like it, but I do. I want a fucking movie. Okay, let me see if this impression lands. Dunstan checks in, has no point. Its characters are all shallow. There is no interesting filmmaking, and it completely wasted my time. I'm going to give this movie a B+. The only reason I know who you're talking about is because of the letter grade rating scale. That was awful. Kill yourself. Who was that? This is supposed to be Chris Stuckman. Ugh. It's funny because... pretty much the nostalgia critic. It's just less shrill. Can you you give me a sound effect for this one? Delete. Everyone calls him a monkey, but he's actually a orangutan. Ding! (laughs) That dog should have died when it fell off the roof. Ding! A suicidal dog? That's impossible. Ding! A monkey? Chugging into a hotel? Think about it. He doesn't even look like a human in a wheelchair. <laughs> I could see right through that disguise. <laughs> Chills. I'm a monkey expert, and I even saw that. Oh my gosh, can Number we submit? Can we submit six. a picture of Doctor Nagak to Chills? No. <laughs> Number six, Doctor Nagak. <laughs> this strange man in a wheelchair Chair. is more than it seems. <laughs> Despite appearing at first to be a man in a wheelchair. Dr. Nagak is actually Dunstan the Orangutan <laughs> wearing Sources a claim. hat and a blanket. Now, I'm not sure if this is true, but let me know in the comments if you think that this is actually Dunstan. <sighs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Good job, Sam. All right, now that we've all you saved me. I wish I could do an impression other than chills. <laughs> now that we've all collectively weighed our opinions, I've been told that Drew has a surprise for us. Oh, yes. Yes, I have a surprise question that I uh, particularly did not want them to think about this in advance. And so uh, I want you guys to give me your fresh takes on this one. Does this movie make you want to go out and buy an orangutan? <laughs> this is an advertiser mm. question. <laughs> Oh, 50-50. <laughs> why, why, Sam? Why are you so split? 
because I feel like it'd be fun until I go to work. I feel like the shenanigans would get a little old when I'm trying to do my job. Yeah, there's, there's, you just get tired cleaning up orangutan duty on your floor. Yeah. Plus, I work in produce on the side, so there's he can a lot help of bananas. You. He, he can help you work. He eat all the banana. <laughs> banana, <laughs> banana is like 20 cents a pound. No, Drew, they're 69 cents a pound. Yeah, you freaking idiot. Buy them on sale. Why don't save, you just buy a house? Save your pennies in a jar, then buy some nannies for your, your monkey friend. <laughs> monkey love nannies. He can, okay. More bananas. <laughs> More banana? You heard me. Bananas. You heard me, you bastard. You Please, sir, no. Please, sir, no. We're out of bananas. Did I stutter, you <laughs> Fucking twat! You better get some banana seeds and start planting <laughs> the tree. Right away, sir. Please, sir, the last banana, I was going to bring it home to my daughter with the potassium deficiency. Did I stutter? You heard me. More bananas. You know what? Now that I think about it, I can actually go for an orangutan. I can, t I can teach him to steal shit from hotels. Yeah. He, 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 you know, I, you could do that. I can train him to do all sorts of cool things. Like, like we can watch TV and, and uh, hmm. and we could, we could like, we could draw together. You know, I, I haven't discussed this with either of you guys yet, but I'm going to go ahead and put a special offer out there and I will take care of it myself if, if need, if need be. Uh, we can also cut this out if we don't end up doing it. We're thinking about starting a Patreon. Uh, and if, if, if you donate $100 on the Patreon, I will buy a copy of Mon Ami Dunstan, the French version of, of Dunstan Checks in on Laserdisc. That's the only one that's for sale right now, the French version. And I will personally record a commentary track for the French version of Dunstan Checks in. I'll, I'll be there too. I guess, I'll, I guess I'll have to be there as well. <sighs> You're only $100 away from pure bliss, everyone. You're only $100 away from like another two hours of Dunstan. And that's all any of us really want. Because Dunstan, it's about more than monkey. It's about friends. About family. family. It's about good banana. It's about lowering the corporate tax rate, you know. It's gonna trickle down. It's about spanking a woman until she comes. Oh, yes, it is. It's about abandoning your wife, because she's kind of a bitch, and then finding a newer babe. It's about that young pussy. It's about interspecies relations. It's about not being fat, lest God send a devil monkey to punish you. It's about it's about seeing through each of our own vices. It's about looking past our own differences and coming together as a community. Yeah. It's about learning to shit on the toilet again. It's about honoring the veterans who we have forgot. <laughs> it's about eating little shrimp oats. <laughs> it's about falling into a cake that's far too large. It's about yelling, A monkey! It's about a Volkswagen with a tail. It's about two old women spiking their drinks. <laughs> it's about Jason Alexander yelling holy shit. It's about tying a exterminator's shoelaces together. It's about time for this bit to end. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time for this podcast to end. All right. Any, uh, anything else on the agenda, Adam? I'd just like to say thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, if you're enjoying the podcast. Just let us know. You can shoot us an email. Uh, it'll probably be in the credits. Uh, let us know what movie you'd like to see next. Yeah, you can let us know, but we already know what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Should just, we announce that now? No, but we'll give them a cryptic clue. Next time you see us, there will be there will be many, many more of us. Yes, they'll never guess because no one cares about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, 
thank you very much for joining this journey on us. We have been the Edging On Film Club. Can I, I want to give them the hint for what the next movie is. Okay. okay. Your hint. And if you figure this out, I will, I will personally say your name in the beginning of the next episode. Just email us at the email. <laughs> email us at the email. I'll, I'll, I'll shout you out in the first episode. This movie comes from the same year as Dunstan Checks In. Stars a uh, moderately well-known actor. Yeah, I'd say it's sure. Uh, yeah, it's... Take everything else that Adam said earlier and <laughs> use that as your hints. I don't want to give too much away. I'm still Adam. 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 And I remain Sam. 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 And all three of us still love you. And if I am not Drew Drew Drew, well, you can read me dead to rights. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us, and this is us for the last time checking out. See you in the next season. Later, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> that was Edging on Dunstan, the podcast where three buffoons analyze Dunstan checks in ten minutes at a time. You can email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want your email featured on the show, make sure to let us know if we can use your name. Edging on Dunstan is a podcast by Sam, featuring Adam and Drew. Editing is by Adam, intro is Right to Ascension, written by Sam, and remixed by Adam.